0: Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning,
2: everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and for the next two hours, you're kind of stuck with me right here on 960 The Patriot, and we're talking about car, car problems, car symptoms, car bills, car repair, car charges, repair charges, on and on and on. So if you want to give us a call and you have a question, now's the time, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. 960. Quality transmission is in Tempe. They're on McClintock just north of University. Why is that important? Because if you're in the East Valley, that's the only transmission shop I recommend. I recommend Bob at Quality Transmission because he's honest and he's a dependable. He doesn't take advantage of people. He works with people. He'll drive your car and talk to you for free. And he knows what he's doing. You see, there's it's easy to open up a transmission shop. It's easy to just call yourself a transmission guy, but it's quite different when you have 20 or 30 or 40 years of experience, and that is Bob is what Bob has. Bob's been around a very long time, and he knows what it takes to fix a transmission. Steve and Bob are the duo that you just probably can't do without when it comes to transmission. So on McClintock north of University, between the 202 to the north and University to the south, on McClintock is quality transmission, a good place to go. All righty. We talk about stuff like this, and I and I, I share this with you because I think it's important for you to know of the di- different tricks and stuff that my industry uses. Free engine scan, free ABS scan, free brake check, free air conditioning check. You see that all the time. He, just just recognize that you're not going to take a car in that has a check engine light on, has an ABS light on, has a brake problem, or isn't blown cold, and get anything for free. This is a way to get you in on a free check. But the free check will also say diagnostic expert, extra. So it's just looking with their eyes, folks. It's just, yep, you got a check engine light on there. Uh, the diagnostics extra, but I, yeah, I see that. Check engine light. Well, you want me to tell you the code? Sure, the code is PO101. Okay, well, I know that, I don't know what it means either, because I had to look it up, but, but, but that's the way it is right now. A free brake inspection, I want to tell you something. There's a lot of guys out there that can find something wrong with your brakes in spite of the fact that somebody did them brand new yesterday and there's there's always a reason why something was wrong, or look at this right here. this indicates the wheel cylinder is leaking when the wheel cylinders leak on your brake system. I'll tell you what my line in the sand is is it is it is designed to have brake fluid come out of the wheel cylinder in a very small metered amounts to keep the dirt out, so we are going to design this and when the when the fluid leaks ten inches down and and that's called the backing plate, think of a big plate, and the wheel cylinder's at the very top at the twelve o'clock position when we got we got a little wetness around the wheel cylinder, brand new ones have that folks, so that's a bad deal when they say, "Oh, look at here, it's leaking, yeah, they all leak, buddy." Pull your car up and let's take the wheels off of it. And I'll tell you what, if yours are not wet and mine are, then I'll go ahead and and do it. And I'll go ahead and let you replace the wheel cylinders. Because they all weep a little bit of fluid so that we can keep the dirt out and keep clean fluid in. They're designed that way. And it's not even enough fluid for you to see it in the master cylinder level but if the wheel sonar starts leaking then it's going to have a 10 inch stain down below it and we're going to be dripping onto the back side of the wheel bingo now we're in the ballpark so those are the kinds of things free uh, air conditioning again we're going to do it visually and you're going to bring it in and they're going to put on their gauges they look they look at the the air conditioning system they touch a couple things oh uh, yeah, you know, you're only 55 degrees at the center vent and I can get you down to 40. Uh, my gauge readings are way off. Um, you've got a leak someplace. And you're saying to yourself, I thought it worked fine. I just thought I'd have you look at it. So those are the kinds of things. And then maybe that they have a red thermostat that they put in and it says 55 or 60. And then when they're done with their work, they put in a blue thermostat and it shows 45 and then you gotta wonder why did you change colors on me or why did you change the thermostat and if you're gonna sit there and watch them do the work just leave the thermostat in there and I'll see the difference after you're done those are the kinds of things that happened this is 10 percent of our industry that's all just 10 percent of our industry but they're the ones that make the rest of us look bad free AC check we're gonna check the system temperatures at your vents I'm gonna tell you right now 55 and less is perfect I, anything, anything above that probably needs a little bit of service. I'd start with just adding Freon to it, or I would pull the Freon out, put exact amount back in, and send you on your way. We're going to check your AC belts and hoses. Wow, that's a visual. That shouldn't take long. I'm going to visual check only. Leak detection, adding Freon, dye, or any other labor is extra. So basically, this is what this ad says. I'm going to look it with my eyes. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to look at your car with my eyes, and I'm going to diagnose it with my eyes. I'm going to tell you you need work with my eyes. Folks, that's that's just not feasible. You need equipment. You need to diagnose it. It's something that you need to do. So anyway, all righty. Number two on my list of things that uh, I wanted to tell you about is a customer sent me a bunch of paperwork the other day, and he has a 2009 particular product. When the vehicle's two years old and 20,000 miles on the odometer, they take it into the shop with a thump or knock sound when snapping the steering wheel quickly to the right. The shop replaces the steering gear bushings because they're worn. This is at 20,000 miles. In addition to that warranty work, they do the following with no symptoms given. They did an air induction cleaning, a fuel injection flush, an engine decarb, a power steering flush, and a brake fluid flush to the tune of $630.00. They are. This is called a wallet flush. We're flushing your wallet, and you just spent $630 when your car had 20,000 miles on it. That's, in my opinion, that's fraudulent. Um, but the customer bought it. Now, double the mileage. We're going to go from 20 to 40. The customer takes it back for the same sound. They replace the engine mount and lower control arm bushings under warranty. But guess what? <laughs> they sold him an alignment, a crankcase flush, and a cooling system flush for four hundred dollars. It gets worse. At forty-eight thousand miles, he takes it in for the same noise, and they replace the steering gear. They flush the fluid. They align it under warranty. In addition, they, in addition to what he had to pay for, um, they charged him six hundred and ninety-five dollars. Today, the customer still has the clunk on the turns. He spent nine, it's been in for three repairs for more than $600. And in addition to the $600 he spent trying to fix the clunk and popping noise when turning, in addition to that, he spent $996, $1,000 for the following items. Clean your air induction system, clean your fuel injection system, flush your injectors, decarbonize your engine, power steering flush, brake fluid flush, alignment, crankcase flush, cooling system flush. Did you hear that flush word a couple of times? And this is at 20,000, at 40,000, at 48,000. A friend of mine called me the other day and he lives in Denver, Colorado. And he said he took his Ford truck in and they told him that he needed a cooling system flush and he needed a transmission service. So he looked in his owner's manual and found, even though his truck has 30,000 miles on it, he found that those weren't called for a 100,000 miles. So when you go into a dealer, you get a CSI card, a customer satisfaction card, and that's a very important card to them. So he writes down, I'm a little disappointed because you told me I needed to have my transmission service or my cooling system flush, yet in my owner's manual, it says that... Um, uh, I don't need to have that done until 100,000 miles. So he gets a call from the service rider from the particular dealership, and the service rider says, oh, you misunderstood me. I said it, I thought that, it, that you, you needed to critically look at it. And he goes, no, you didn't, you didn't say critically look at it. You said it was critical. And he goes, no, he says, we just, he says, and then the, 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 the truck owner says, what kind of equipment do you use to condemn my coolant and condemn my transmission fluid? And he says, we we don't have any equipment to do that. So the owner of the truck says, so let me get this straight. You're backing away from, at the time when we were face-to-face, you told me this was critical, that I needed to flush my cooling system and I needed to service the transmission. I I think it was $450. And now you're backing away from that. He said, no, you just misunderstood me. I told you it would be a good idea, but... Um, if you don't want to go, to, if you want to go to a hundred thousand miles, that's okay. But sometimes that isn't a very good thing. I, I, you know, that's that whole conversation is. I, I applaud the customer, but that whole conversation is what you're going to run into. The idea is, is your owner's manual is written for your car, and it's really kind of the Bible. So stick close to that. When you look at the big picture of maintenance on your car, the first thing you want to do is is If I need an engine decarbonization, tell me what symptoms you're going to fix. Folks, that's a trick question because there's only one symptom for decarbonizing your engine, and that's a heck of a knocking noise. And if you don't have that, then this is a waste of your money. What symptom, you tell me I need an air induction cleaning, what symptom do I have you're going to fix? I'm not even going to give you that symptom, folks. I don't want to tell them what to say to you but there are symptoms if your air induction cleaning system air induction system needs to be cleaning cleaned if your fuel injectors need to be flushed there are symptoms if your engine needs to be decarbed there are symptoms if your power steering system needs to be flushed there are symptoms brake fluid flush symptoms crankcase flush that's a good one do you know how much money we make on a crankcase flush do you know how much money we make on a on a fuel injection flush and an air induction flush Do you know how much money we make? Those are high-profit items. And you know what the risk is? Zero. Zero. Because we're going to clean it up, and you're not going to know the difference. We're not going to make anything worse, and we're really not going to make anything better. So when it gets to those kinds of things, just ask those questions. Where is it in my owner's manual? Please tell me where it's. Show me where it's at. And number two, what symptoms do I have today that you're going to fix with your suggested flushes that's as simple as it gets all right when we come back i'm going to talk about shop supplies and environmental charges i'm going to give you something that will save you some money and uh, when i get back i'm going to tell you how those are kind of figured and where i'm going to share with you what kind of a percentage of your overall bills those usually fall in
3: we'll be back right after this Bill Bennett agrees that the media are going after Ben
4: Carson. This is so trivial. Supposing that he made it up. Supposing he just thought at one point he might go to West Point and he'd get a full ride. And he might have gone there. So what? What does that have to do with his conduct in public policy, foreign policy, domestic policy? This is just just crazy. Bill Bennett's Morning in America. Weekday
0: mornings at 4. Right before Mike Gallagher at 7. On Intelligent Talk 960. The Patriot.
5: And I wrote this message.
6: Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? How would you like to participate in stock market gains but never stock market losses? Join Dan Bethel for the Safe Money Radio Show on Saturday at 8 a.m. You can also call Dan now for your free customized Safe Information Money Kit and 115-page Safe Money book at 877-517-2346. That's 877-517-2346.
5: Unexpected Reactions to Smart Financial Decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org.
7: Well, I finally did it. My student loan is totally paid off. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. I paid more than the minimum each month, and soon enough, it was gone. So you're just giving up? Giving up on what?
6: The life of luxury. the lottery were easy, everyone would do it.
5: When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at FeedThePig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council.
8: Maybe it's time to take a fresh look at everything we thought we knew about landing a great job. For instance, what if phenomenal careers start at the middle school science fair instead of at the job fair? If being the captain of the robotics team means just as much on a college application as being captain of the football team. And if knowing the quadratic formula is every bit as important as knowing the right people. Well, the fact is, the jobs of the future will be heavily geared towards science, technology, engineering, and math. In other words, the future is STEM. More opportunities, better pay. And the road to these great jobs starts as early as middle school. So if you're a student, talk to your school counselor about STEM. If you're a parent, talk to your kids, because the job you'll get in the future may very well depend on what you do today. A public service message from America's
2: Navy. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here for the next hour and 40 minutes answering your car questions. If you have a car question, if you have a concern, if you have a symptom, then um, what works well is to tell me what kind of year, make, and model your car has, tell me uh, how many miles it's got on it, and tell me about the symptoms. It's really not important to me to, to know that it's been to 10 different people and nobody's fixed it and here's all the stuff that they've tried, because we do symptom analysis here. We're, we're, we're involved in in a discussion and this is the kind of discussion you should have with your, your shop at the front counter. They should ask you questions like does it vibrate the seat of your pants or just the steering wheel or both? They should ask you, does it pull to the right or to the left? Um, does it pull only uh when you're going fast and you apply your brake? Is there a pull? Is there a pull when it's slow speed? When you're going down your neighborhood and you're slowing from twenty five, does it pull? That's the kind of stuff. That uh, really good technicians are going to ask their clients and their customers and their friends to help kind of zero in on the problem. IMM Auto Service in Tempe has been around for a very long time, since 1972. IMM Auto Service prioritizes your work. They offer you a to-the-penny estimate, including tax, and they only do what work you say you want. They'll give you a 12-month, 12 12,000-mile 12, warranty. They have ASE Master Certified Technicians that work on domestic cars as well as imports, but they specialize in Volvos, Saabs, Fiats, and Alfa Romeos. So any kind of car they'll take care of, but if you have a Volvo, a Saab, a Fiat, or Alfa Romeo, they are really the very best import shop I know of when it comes to those cars. Saab, Fiat, Alfa Romeo, and Volvo. They're up at the 202 and the 101, which is northeast Tempe. They're west of the 101, just south of the 202, right on the frontage road. David's a good guy, and his shop, IMM Imports, IMM Auto Service, is a good shop as well. A great shop. All righty, let's talk real quick about shop supplies and environmental charges. When this first came out way back in, gosh, the 90s, It was an idea that would help us offset the cost of the shop supplies, which is things we can't charge you for. Uh, It's the shop rags. It's the greases. um, It's the cleaners. uh, It's stuff to glue that we paint, that we paint uh, your engine with, glue that we glue your moldings back on, um, small nuts and bolts that we don't want to build independently. So the shop supply was a derivative perhaps the labor so we all and and i do it too we all have a derivative of either parts or labor or both for shop supplies environmental services it's also an expense that we experience to get rid of your tires your oil your oil filters your coolant your brake fluid your power steering fluid all of that costs us money to have that removed from our site so environmentalists, and, and and this was never supposed to be a profit center. Our industry made it very clear, our leaders of our industry made it very clear that we were to determine what those costs were and back into them and just break even. It was never to to be a, an income stream. However, that's not the case today. I'm going to tell you unequivocally that the range you're likely to run in is between 5 and 15% of your bill. So if you look at your repair bill and let's say that you have a repair bill in front of you for a hundred dollars, if you add together the shop supplies and the environmental charges they should be, they're gonna be between 5 and 15 percent of that hundred. Now I'm looking at a, at a ticket right now that just happens to be $99.95. And when you look at the uh, shop supplies and the environmental charges, it's it's 15%. 5 to 15%. There are a lot of us out there, a lot of good shops out there, that really do monitor those two numbers. And you'll notice that sometimes the number drops a little or goes up a little, and that's because they're monitoring the number. There's times where we get way ahead in our shop supplies, and so we'll back that number off, that percentage off. And then we'll get closer, and then we may hold, or we may come up a point or a tenth of a point. So we move that around a little bit to just make sure that we're compensated for shop supplies. Now, labor is a derivative of shop supplies, and so if you come in and you just buy four tires, you're not likely to have shop supplies on those four tires, although wheel weights would be classified as a shop supply because we don't charge you for wheel weights, but it's something we give you that we pay for that's part of the process. So that's a good example right there is wheel weights. So 5 to 10 to 15%. Um, I don't know what my shop is, but I'm guessing I'm 5%, 6 7%, somewhere around there. I know I'm not 10 I can guarantee you that. But I'm seeing tickets out there that have some pretty amazing shop supplies on them, and um, I'm seeing 10 and 15 percent. So, and people are sending me their tickets on other issues, but for me, it's just a matter of I look at the whole ticket to just see what everybody's billing and how they're billing. So, again, shop supplies and environmental charges should be somewhere between 5 to 15 percent of your whole ticket. And that's what you're going to find. And obviously, it's better if you're paying five percent, because it's kind of like a tax. It's like a sales tax. So if you're if you're close to eight or nine or ten percent sales tax, and then they do another five percent of shop supplies and environmental charges, then they've just done another half of a sales tax. So that's kind of a an issue that um, that I'm seeing a lot. And I sh- I thought I'd share that with you. You know, in observance of Veterans Day, I want to remind you that that there's a lot of us that wear wet red on Fridays. Red means we're showing our, our, that our service people, the men and women, how much we appreciate their services, their sacrifices, and their efforts to ensure our freedom. I know a repair shop that takes your donated cars and fixes them up and gives them to veterans. It makes no difference if your car or truck needs some body work or a transmission. They he rehabilitate cars and trucks and give them to designated veterans all at their own expense. They've already rehabbed and donated five cars. Phoenix Body Works works hard on properly identifying veterans who can really use a car. So only call Phoenix Body Works if you want to donate your car because they have no list of potential veterans. They use recommendations of existing veterans groups who validates the need and validates that the vet is really a vet. So you don't want to call Phoenix Body Works and say put me in line for a free car because that doesn't work that way. But if you have a car you want to donate and it needs some body work or a small amount of mechanical work, then Phoenix Body Works might be a place that you want to entertain. If you have a car that can be made into something dependable you can call me or email me or you can call Phoenix Body Works. That's Phoenix Body Works. And on behalf of Phoenix Body Works, they want to say may God bless all veterans serving or retired and may God bless America. That's Certainly, my feelings as well, especially in light of everything that's going on in Europe right now. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about your car problem. If you'd like to ca- talk about car problems, or you can uh, ask me a car question, and uh, or we can talk about symptoms. Um, I had a lady call me the other day and was talking symptoms, and she was checking her thermostat in a boiling pot of water and i told her we always test everything where it lives so we don't take thermostats out and put them on the stove we test the thermostat in the car we test the alternator in the car we test everything where it lives we don't take anything out and test it somewhere else so we always test stuff where it lives and that's an important thing to know and that's what's best for you we'll be right back
3: you have a friend at thunderbird automotive and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their a rating. They have ASC-certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for them. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird in Peoria. And at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. If you're over
0: 50 and concerned about any of the following, stay tuned for an exclusive free bottle offer. Are you concerned about your heart health? Are you interested in healthy brain function? Plus, call now for your free bottle 1 800 679 5745. That's 1 800 679 5745. 1 800 679 5745. Again, call now 1 800 679 5745.
6: I wish I was in school I wish I was in school I wish I was in school
0: Summer isn't fun when you're hungry
6: If only I had a big test today Or a book report to give Give me a math quiz Give me some homework
0: If your child relies on free school lunches We can help provide them with free meals this summer
6: I'll stay after class I'll clean the chalkboard I'll keep my desk real clean
0: So they can stop worrying about food And start focusing on fun
6: I'll do extra homework I'll clean the class pet's cage. I'll skip recess. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school.
0: School might end, but free lunches don't have to. Find your local Feeding America food bank for help. Together, we're Feeding America. Contact St. Mary's Food Bank Alliance at 602-242-FOOD. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council.
2: Well, welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name's Mark Salem, and we're here talking about your car car care questions and car problems. And if you'd like to join us, you certainly can. The phone number you call is 602 508 602 Somebody just faxed me a, uh, a bill that they recently got from a shop of mine, a shop that's on our best car repair shop list, and said... Um, I don't see where they charge shop supplies or en- environmental charges, and frankly, um, I don't either. I, uh, but I do see um, shop supplies as $5.42, it's in the line item, it's not in the reconciliation. So we're going to take $5.42, and then we're going to take hazardous material which is 75 and that's 7 that's $6.17. So we're going to take $6, and this is Larry Harker's auto repair on Indian School, 38th Avenue Indian School, and he's part of our group. And I have his bill here in my hand. So what we're going to do is we're going to take that those that fees he's charging, which is $6.17, and we're going to divide it by the subtotal, or actually the total, 872.00, and he is um, not even 1%. Um, uh, 1% of $872.00 would be about $8. And um, he's not even that. He's charging $6.17. So he actually is less than 1%. He's less than 1% of the total bill. One more time, I take $6.17 and I'm going to divide that by the total amount of the bill, which was $872. And that comes up to um, uh, (laughs) not quite 1%. So that's kind of an exception to the rule. That's probably why you faxed me this is to say, hey, um, I don't see it on here. Well, I do. I see two charges, but it's only $6 on an $872 bill. That, that's pretty doggone good. So shop supplies are an important thing. Let's talk about Automatic Transmission Exchange real quick, and then we're going to take Scott. He's just called in. Automatic Transmission Exchange has been rebuilding transmissions in the Phoenix area since 1968. I think he's our oldest shop. Phil and his staff are transmission diagnostic and repair experts. Transmission repairs and replacements done by Automatic Transmission Exchange have gone to the next level because they provide not only an excellent product that meets or exceeds your OEM specifications, but more importantly, every transmission is thoroughly tested on their new state-of-the-art dynamometer. So if you live in Central Phoenix, Automatic Transmission Exchange, we call them ATE. Automatic Transmission Exchange is located at 40th Street in Washington. and They're open on Saturdays now from 8 to 2 for your convenience. And again, they talk to you and drive your car for free. They don't take the oil pan off and they don't start doing heavy-duty diagnostics, but they're certainly willing to talk to you and drive it. And trust me when I tell you, like all the other transmission shops I have, which is just a total of three, um, they all do a good job at driving it and getting doggone close by talking to you about it. So... That's Automatic Transmission Exchange, 40th Street in Washington, in Phoenix. Scott, good morning to you. How can I help you?
10: Hi, how are you? i got a uh, question. i got a 2006 Toyota Highlander Hybrid, okay. and it's uh, been a fantastic car. A quarter million miles on it. It's done nothing but a brake actuator and, uh, and a radiator. It's been really phenomenal. Good. But the problem I've had with it is, uh some time ago the switch on the inside that uh, you push to release the gas door the fuel uh door um, quit working and so now we've got to use the uh the pull there's a mechanical pull in the trunk that you pull uh to open that but right about the same time that that happened i'm no longer able to fill the gas tank up like i used to now all of a sudden uh, it only takes about, oh, four bucks worth of gas, and then it's, it it starts to overflow, and you got to wait till it all goes down. And it takes me 15 minutes to fill the tank now. Okay. And I don't know if the two are related. The, the problem started right at about the same time. Okay. Um,
2: They're not related. Um, you, you pull a lever, um, and the lever is hooked to a cable, and then that opens the door. So when you open the door now, you have to open up the trunk, and you have to pull the manual lever, right? Okay, so all we're doing is we're using a, a cable that looks like a cable that's on your bicycle for your brakes. We're using that kind of a cable, and we're going to open and close the latch in the back. Right. What you're talking about is, is that the vent line um, or the vapor evaporative system in your car that's supposed to suck fumes off the tank and move them forward and burn them, that system is down. There's a problem in that system. So when you shove liquid in, we're supposed to bring air out or fumes out, but we're really not supposed to do that because we have vapor recovery systems on the car. And in your particular case, there's a problem, And, and it could be any number of things. But I just want to remind you that you are best served by someone who works on this car on a regular basis. It's not going to be easy to diagnose this problem. A physical or a visual inspection certainly is one of the first things, and that's you're going to lift it up in the air. And usually you've got a big hose that goes from the filler neck to the tank, but alongside that hose you've also got a smaller hose, which is called a vent line. And we want to make sure for some reason it hasn't been crushed, it hasn't been hit, it's not kinked. That's what we look for there. Then after that, it's heavy-duty diagnosis to find out why it is that we're not venting the tank when you're filling it up. And sometimes you just have to pull the tank to find out what's going on on top of the tank, because oftentimes when you put liquid in, we're forcing fumes to the canister, which is underneath the hood, then that stores those fumes until you start the engine up and we suck those fumes and send them out the tailpipe. So that, that's, a, that's a big deal, and it's not on a 1 to 10 scale. This is, the diagnostic procedure is going to be a 7, 8, or a 9. So and
10: even if I even if I have it running while I'm fueling, it doesn't help that either. I thought about that maybe helping, but it doesn't.
2: No, and uh, it's I, not. I
10: really want to get away from. I really want to get away from having to pull the tank. But that that sounds like it might be uh, a possibility.
2: Well, there could be a little broken lever. There can be all kinds of things why you can't access. You can't open the door from the front.
10: No, no, um, no not not but, opening the door. I'm talking about you know pulling the tank to to figure out how come I can't get gas in this thing like I used to.
2: Okay. Well, the, the problem with you pulling the tank is, is you're not going to know what hoses to look at or what to, to do or how to test them. There's going to be check valves at the top of the tank, and you have to know all that kind of stuff. Right. That's why I'm saying it's a 7, 8, or a 9 on a diagnostic level on a 1 to 10. This isn't for, this isn't for three-whiskered kids. Yep. And so you have two different problems. They're unrelated. That was your question, and I'm telling you unequivocally, they are unrelated. So one has one's a mechanical issue and one's a venting issue and one has nothing to do with the other. So, okay.
6: alrighty. Good luck to you. Thank you very much, Thank you. Scott. Thank you very much. And we'll be right back right after this. The Seth Liebson show where it's principles, not politics.
3: There's a reason George Washington, first president, first in war, first in peace, first in the hearts of his country, spoke of the American experiment as one of ordered liberty. If you have ordered liberty, Order and liberty. Just powers of government, as the Declaration says. You have a country of 320 million policemen. If you don't have ordered liberty, you will have a country that can never hire
6: enough. Weekdays from 10 to midnight on 960 The Patriot.
1: Hi, I'm Dan Davis, and I want to introduce you to Bob Jones and my friends at Quality Transmission Service. A lot of people are hanging on to their cars to save money, but driving an older car means you'll eventually need repairs. If it's a bad transmission, you could be left stranded, and that's a pretty helpless feeling. But help is a phone call away. Quality Transmission is family-owned and operated and has been serving the Valley since 1977. Bob is all about quality, and he's been doing the right thing his entire life. Eagle Scout, two tours of Vietnam, and the very first winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. At Quality Transmission Service, every overhaul transmission comes with a two-year, 24,000-mile nationwide warranty. Quality Transmission is AAA approved, rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau, and is a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix. So for all your automotive transmission needs, call Quality Transmission Service. Quality Transmission Service, getting you back on the road.
5: Hello, America. This is Donald Trump, billionaire real estate mogul, and your next president of the United States. Celebrities could run, but who would make the jump? Will Donald Trump throw his hair in the ring? So don't be a loser. Come see the Capitol Steps, because this show is going to be just like my campaign.
6: You Scottsdale Center for the Performing Arts, Friday, November 27th and Saturday, November 28th. Tickets at ScottsdalePerformingArts.org or by phone, 480-499-TKTS.
5: Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the Valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us, it's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, Don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message.
9: Every 20 seconds,
0: another kid drops out of school. If we do nothing, 3.5 million kids won't receive a diploma over the next four years. United Way knows that kids who have a caring adult in their life are more likely to make it. And the difference between a dropout and a graduate could be you. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council.
1: If you're looking for the latest
0: videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. With the most important election of our time at stake, there's one constant in the political sphere, the station that's always conservative, 960 The Patriot. 960 The Patriot.
2: Welcome back, everybody. 45 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we're talking cars, and we're going to car cars until 12 o'clock. So we've got another hour and 15 minutes left. Let me tell you real quick about Larry Harker's Auto. I want to tell you, somebody just faxed me one of their bills. We were talking about shop supplies and environmental charges. And let me give you a comparison here, okay? And thank you for who faxed this in. Um, I appreciate that you did that. And uh, I think, I'm not quite sure of your motive, but I think you're showing me That Larry Harker's isn't within the 5 to 15 percent parameter. 5 to 15 percent tax on your repair bill is going to go towards shop supplies and environmental charges. So let me give it to you in a real simple way Uh, $5.42 of shop supplies on Larry Harker's bill for $174 worth of parts. Five dollars and forty-two cents on a hundred and seventy-four dollars worth of parts, and then they have seventy-five cents on six hundred and eighty-two dollars worth of labor. the The end result is not even one percent of the total. So I, I'm I'm saying to you the parameters that that I see is five percent to fifteen percent, and he's at one percent. Let me give you a different example. <laughs> I have a bill here from a repair shop. I'm not going to name. But they're at 8%. The, the, if you add up the shop supplies, now he, here's, here's an interesting uh, comparison when it comes to um, parts and, and labor and all of that kind of stuff. They, they have uh, $13 worth of shop supplies and $3.29, call it $3.30, for hazardous waste material. And it's 8% of the ticket value so you're paying an additional eight percent tax at one shop and you're paying less than one percent of this shop supplies and environmental charge tax at another it's really not a tax it's not anything the government is dictating i explained earlier that it, it it has to do it has to do with um uh us putting stuff on your car that we we don't want to build separately so wheel weights, and paint, and and window cleaners, and carb cleaners, and brake cleaners, and solvent that we use to clean your your parts, auto parts up, all that kind of stuff is just spread out amongst everybody. The environmental charges is to handle the hazardous waste that's created by working on your car, which is your transmission fluid, all the filters, the oil, the filters, the coolant, um, the brake fluid, the power steering the differential fluids, all the hazardous waste, your tires, your rubber belts, your rubber hoses, all the stuff we take off your car, and all the byproducts of the repair that's hazardous that we have to deal with, the hazardous waste is supposed to compensate us for that. The problem in a nutshell is this, folks. A lot of people are using that as a profit center, and that's why I'm giving you parameters. You can make up your own mind. It's okay with me. All right, and, and so when we talk about Larry Harker's at 38th and Avenue, Avenue and Indian School, then I'm going to tell you that they're the lowest I've ever seen. Less than 1% of the total value is what they charge their customer. I'm pretty proud of 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 them. That's Larry Harker's Auto, been around since 1967 at 38th Avenue and Indian School. Good time. Good shop. Mike, good morning to you. How can I help you?
7: Oh, not bad, Mark. Hey, uh, since we're on a fuel problem, I just heard your last um, your last caller. I've got a 2004 expedition and um, when I fill it up it never goes to full and of course the computer always says I only got 171 miles to go but during the process of emptying the tank it always moves up and down so but I do notice that when I fill it up it runs really well until I burn about 50 miles out and whenever I go up a hill or down a hill it gets hesitant and whenever I make a turn it wants to die, and then
2: it picks it back up. And two separate problems. Two, two separate problems. There's there's no relationship. The, the first one, where the gauge isn't properly reflecting the level in the tank, that's going to be either the gauge on the dash, or it's going to be the sending unit in the tank. So those are the two issues. Neither one of them can affect the performance of your of your vehicle so you have two separate problems what i would do if i were you is i would stop by a chevron station and i would buy a can of their gasoline treatment tecron i've been told by customers and i've been told by others that they have successfully put that in their tank and that's cleaned up the piano keys of the sending unit in the tank that reports to the gauge so it's a cheap and inexpensive way to see if, if you got moss or some kind of varnish or some kind of a gasoline byproduct on the piano keys. Because the sending unit is just like pian- uh, uh, you know a bed of piano keys in front of you. The ones on the far left. Tell, tell the dashboard empty, and the ones on the far right, tell the dashboard full. And as my arm goes up and down the piano keys, if I'm missing some of them or they're dirty or they're varnished up, then obviously that's going to affect the reading. We have specific equipment that allows us to go back to the tank and interface the harness, and then we have specific books and data that tells us what the values are for your gauge. So the key's on, Jeff's inside the truck, I'm at the back, I've plugged into the wire that goes to the gauge, to the computer and the gauge, and I say, I I dial it into half tank, and I say, where are you at? And he goes, half. I go, good. I'm going to dial it to empty. Jeff, where are we at? And he goes, we're full. (laughs) And all of a sudden, we have a problem. So under the best of conditions, the gauge will reflect the reading I'm feeding it, which tells me for sure that the sending unit in a tank how many miles does your expedition have on it
7: one hundred and eighty two thousand
2: have you ever done a fuel
7: pump uh, no
2: okay i'm going to tell you what I think it is based on just your 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 talk about half a tank. How often do you run that thing at a quarter tank or less or let me let me rephrase that for self protection reasons. How often does your wife drive that thing at a quarter tank or less
7: well um since i'm kind of the primary driver Uh, I don't know how much is in it so I kind of just gauge it and as soon as I look at where the thing pops back up to say I have a hundred miles left on it I'll fill it back up. okay
2: well let me just tell you you might hold the world record for fuel pump life at 180,000 miles usually we don't see that any kind of number like that at all the fuel pump is suspended in the gas tank and it's cooled and lubricated by the gasoline. So those college kids that drive around with an eighth of a tank all the time never properly lube and never properly cool the fuel pump and as a result they replace fuel pumps on a regular basis. The unit, the entire assembly in your fuel tank, has a sending unit and a fuel pump. You have drivability concerns that suggest fuel starvation. So if I were going to diagnose your car, I'd put a gauge on it. I'd rent you the gauge for a couple of days, and I'd have you monitor the fuel pressure. And I would say, when you find, when you get it into that activity where it doesn't have the power you're asking on the throttle, look at the fuel and tell me what, what pressure we're reading. And I only want the fuel to vary between this number and this number. And I would use you to help us diagnose the car because you're cheaper than I am. So, Correct. Um, if but if you wanted to guess, my guess would be that at after 180,000 miles that sooner or later, and I think a lot sooner than later, you're going to need to put a pump in there, and when you do, put the sending unit in there as well. There's three possibilities. I can just do the fuel pump. I can do the assembly without the sending unit, and I can use the assembly with uh, the sending unit. And I suggest you spend the extra money to get all three of them as one component and drop that in the top of the tank.
1: That's what's going to serve you the best.
7: That's probably what I'll do because I've done those before on my old uh, caravan. And I am a long-time listener, so I have tried the Techron before, and it didn't work. So I'm wondering, and I was even thinking that little float that's in that fuel pump area there is probably getting close to its end. Now, would the fuel pump be related to both problems?
2: No. No, separate problems, separate okay. issues. Your gauge, your sending unit, and your gauge, I can cut the wire, I can smash both of those things with a hammer, and it will not make a doggone difference at your fuel pump. The fuel pump is powered up by the the relay underneath the hood, and it's power and ground. And the fuel pump shuts off when it sees pressure and turns on when it sees the absence of pressure or it needs to bump the pressure up by a couple of pounds. And the fuel pump is happy if you run it a quarter and higher. And the fuel pump, when you have a drivability problem and it's intermittent, almost always it's a fuel pressure problem, and the fuel pressure substandard. And fuel pressure and fuel supply go hand in hand. So if I don't have good pressure, I don't have good supply. Therefore, you're not going to run like you want to run. All righty? All right. Thank you very much for calling, Mike. All righty, Andy, you're up next. How can I help you today?
4: Hi, Mark. I have a a 2013 Honda Accord EX. It'll be three years old in February, 33,000-mile. Wonderful car. Okay. Took it to the dealer the other day because there was a little recall thing. And uh, the serviceman comes out and said, hey, uh, your battery was real weak. We put a new one in. It's good on the warranty. And I was real happy. And he said, your automatic transmission needs to be serviced. I said, wow, really? And he said, yeah. And so I thought, well, what the heck? Yeah, i the car to my son. 33,000 miles cost me $208. So when I got home, I got the little manual out, which has got 300 plus pages in it. And nowhere does it say like they used to. And you can you do this at twenty thousand and rotate tires at ten? And up. usually the automatic transmission, which has that CVT transmission, right. Right. usually uh, you know that's a uh, hundred thousand miles. So I wonder if I got ripped off. <laughs>
2: Well, it's so not in your owner, if it's not in your owner's manual, then the rule of thumb is really at 100,000 miles, and you may not have looked that deep into the maintenance. You may have looked at the 20 or the 30, the 40, the 50, the 60, the 70, the 80, the 90, whatever. It's yeah. going to be in there somewhere. But
4: well, I couldn't find it, but it's maybe gonna,
2: so. You know what you can do? What? Call a couple other places. Call a couple other dealers. Call a couple other places and say, do you know for sure okay, what yeah. my 13EX calls for with a CVT? That's yeah, the okay. question.
4: I'll call the dealer that I went right.
2: to. <laughs> and, and, and 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 they accomplished their goal because they rewarded you by, hey, your battery's kind of weak. We're going to replace that under warranty. Never mind that we don't know if it's weak or not. And I'm going to tell you something. If it was weak, why didn't you know that?
4: Yeah, I, I don't anyway. <laughs> I, and I assume they replaced it. I didn't look at it. see if it
2: looked good or not. Okay. But, well,
4: but, uh, they my, can I replace I, it. I, yeah, I get a new car in February and every three years and uh, – this dealer may have talked himself out of a, 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 a customer. <laughs> well, you know
2: what? I think that's exactly what should happen. And not only dealers, but independent repair shop, chain stores, and everybody else that doesn't play by the rules. The idea is is that you didn't need a transmission service at 20,000 miles, okay, or 33,000 miles. 33,000, You didn't yeah. need a one at, at 33,000. And number two, perhaps you didn't even need the battery, but that's one that the, that the manufacturer is just going to accept on face value. Oh yeah. Right. And 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 so we're going to I'm going to give you something for free if you'll spend $208 over here. <laughs> okay. Okay, I yeah. I just don't like that. And and but it's too late but like you well, said.
4: I know, you... I it's, it's it doesn't it's not financial as much as I don't like to be taken advantage of and I and, uh, I, I you know we got a new car from them. Or I thought from them cuz so I like the Honda but maybe I'll uh, a different kind. I don't know. I, you, know you
2: know what? I, I have a middle ground for you. Why don't okay. you just go back and ask to talk to the service manager and give him your two concerns? I want you yeah, to verify yeah. that I have a new battery, and I want you to explain to me why I did a 208,000 mile service at 33 when it's not in my owner's manual. I think you sh- because he might go over there and, s- well, I'm saying this facetiously, okay? He <laughs> might verbally slap the service rider and say, you're an idiot. Or he may fire the service rider, or he he may stick up for the service rider, and I think you benefit no matter what he does i got to go yeah. we got to take a break goodbye. <laughs>